Today's scripture is John 15, verse 1 through 17. I am the true vine, my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You, can, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. And the branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can the bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do any you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown to the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my, kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I called you, my, called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made to, known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you, may not, so you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in the name of father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Good morning. As uh, Pastor Trinity said earlier, I'm uh, Tom Tarver, uh, lead pastor here at Asbury Corpus Christi. And I want to say welcome. It's good to see you all. Uh, this is a great day uh, to be together. Um, I got the, you know, I called dibs. Uh, uh, dibs on what? Well, on, on announcing our new, uh, our new uh, banners here. And, and, uh, and, and I want to use these banners. I'm going to point, and as I point, you know, which one am I pointing at right now? Loving people. And then? Transforming lives. Making disciples. Okay, that's it. so, so uh, we're going to, together, as I point, say what we're about here at, uh, at Asbury, because it's important for us to remind ourselves on a, on, on, on a very regular basis that we are about... Loving, loving people, people transforming lives, and making disciples. Alright, uh, you know, and, and I always come back to that making disciples uh, part because it's, it's, it's one of those things, it's not just a, a generic, we're going we're to make something. Did you do this? So. To know Jesus, 
love Jesus and serve Jesus. All right, now I've done it twice, and uh, I know y'all are brilliant. You could have done it the first time, but let's now do it together. We are, uh, when we say making disciples, we're helping people to know Jesus, love Jesus, and serve Jesus. And, uh, and as I say that, you know, uh, I'm going to invite you on occasion just to do that. Touch your, touch your forehead, touch your heart, hold your hands out. Uh, sometime, in fact, I would invite you to do that every day this week at some point. In fact, especially for you all who have decided to, to spend a couple of minutes in quiet union. Before you do quiet union, remember that, that the whole purpose is so you can know Jesus, love Jesus, and serve Jesus. Um, but, it, but as I say that, uh, I, I come back to, to last week where we uh, where when Jesus was asked the question, what is the greatest commandment? And we, we, we kind of, we, uh, we drilled down on this, uh, this idea of knowing God in such a way that we have, we develop a relationship with God that is quiet union, just being able to sit in the presence of God and, and tell him, I love you. And, and, and that comes out of the first, the, the greatest commandment. Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And so there's a, that idea of knowing God, loving God, serving God. Mind, heart, soul, strength. Uh, but the other thing that followed that is he wanted to make sure, because he wasn't even asked uh, to, to add this, but uh, he did it uh, anyway. He said, and, and the second one is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so he, Jesus and the gospel writers and those who wrote letters to the first uh, century uh, Christians uh, uh, emphasize if you're going to love God, somehow it's going to end up loving people. And, and what, what did we say that we're about? We're about loving people, transforming lives, making disciples. And, and so there's this connection between uh, I love Jesus and I love you. This connection between the people who say I love Jesus, that somehow they also love one another. And, and we're going to see that that's something that Jesus uh, specifically says about us. But, but the other thing is, and I was thinking about this, uh, and, and you can follow along again with the hand motions. Let's see, head heart, hands. So when we say making disciples, we're making disciples to connect with Jesus so we can know people, love people, and serve people. That's what making disciples uh, is. That's, that's the proving down of our love for Jesus Christ is when we begin to love one another. Um, uh, as we... Uh, as we continue uh, to, to think about this, it, it, it is not automatic. We don't automatically know each other. We don't automatically love each other. We don't automatically serve each other. Um, I was reading, and I am reading, a, a book called the, the Simplest Way to Change the World. And, it's, uh, and, and the emphasis in the whole book is simply learning how to be uh, uh, learning hospitality and, and allowing hospitality 
to be uh, your lifestyle at home uh, and, and at church. And, uh, and really, uh, you know, I've read this, uh, a couple of, uh, of books on this, and so it's, it's actually not something new. It's returning to what uh, followers of Jesus Christ did from the beginning uh, in the first century and beyond is simply uh, opening up uh, our homes and, and allowing people uh, to be a part of our life. But anyway, in the book, there are two authors, Dustin Willis and uh, Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon Clements. And I don't remember which one this happened to, it's just simply one of the authors moved. And when he moved, uh, the first thing he did within a week or two is he invited his neighbors to come uh, for uh, an evening meal. Uh, and of course, this was outside on the patio, the grill's going. Uh, people are having a good time. They're, they're talking to one another. And he overheard this conversation between two neighbors. He said, well, this is a great idea. We should have thought of this earlier. I mean, after 15 years, I finally know your name. 15 <laughs> years of being neighbors. And they, they, all they knew is maybe the face, but they didn't even know the name. And I, and I think, well, you know, that happens in our neighborhoods. I don't know all of my neighbors by name. Uh, there are some I have, I have learned. And but what about the church? Does that happen in the church? And, uh, and honestly, the, my aha moment was when I was a pastor in a small town in, in rural Wisconsin. Uh, and, and, and honestly, uh, there was one woman who was sitting right here, you know, in a pew, and right behind her was the other woman. Uh, they weren't even socially distanced back then. They were so close to one another, week in and week out. And they had been there uh, the whole time I was there, five and a half years. They probably had been there a full 15 years, each of them, as members of the church. And again, Here's the one lady, here's the other lady. Somehow, we were all three together at one point, and, uh, and, uh, and I was, honestly, I was shocked that these two ladies in a church where everybody did greet me, turn around and, and say hi to your neighbor, did not know one another's name. They had no idea. And so, when we talk about loving God and loving uh, people, when we talk about loving people, transforming lives, making disciples, is not just something we say, it's something that we need to be intentional about doing. So with that in mind, I, I want to look at today's uh, passage. And, uh, and, and in, uh, in, uh, in this, uh, here's the situation. Uh, John 15, uh, Jesus is in, the, in a room uh, they've uh, already had a meal. Uh, this is the, uh, the night when he washed uh, his disciples' feet. And, and, uh, and, and now he's talking to them. Uh, within less than 24 hours from the moment he, he says, I am the, the true vine, less than 24 hours from that statement, he was going to be dead and buried. Now, did he know that? Absolutely. He knew that that, that that was going to happen in less than 24 hours. In fact, he had been telling them over and over again what was going to happen. So what he says here is, is said to his disciples, 
those who would follow him in preparation for his death. And he's giving them an image that they can, that they can draw upon when he is not only dead and buried, not only when he is resurrected, not only when he is walking among them and breaking bread and breaking and, and, and eating fish with them, but when he is fully gone and having returned to the to, to the, the Father. And, and so with that in mind, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Okay, so right off, he tells us, he gives us two people. One is the true vine. Who is the true vine? And, and then he says, and he gives us the image of the gardener. Who is the gardener? Now, to be more specific, not just simply God, but my Father. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Then, uh, uh, in verse 5, he says, again, I am the true vine, you are the branches. So, uh, who's the true vine? Okay, one, two, three. Jesus. Okay. And uh, and who's the who's the gardener? One, two, three. And who are the branches? One, two, three. The disciples. And, and the question is, here's the important question is, when he says that, was he just simply talking to that group of men and probably a, a few women in the upper room? Yes? You think no. yes or no? On no. one, two, three? No. No, okay, so we're in agreement that he wasn't just talking to that group of people. He was talking to anyone who would say, I am a follower of Jesus. I love Jesus. So, uh, immediately after saying, uh, I am the true vine and, uh, and uh, my father is the gardener, uh, uh, he then goes on to say, the gardener, or he, speaking about the gardener, Cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, the gardener prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So, Jesus said, says, I'm the true vine, uh, my father is the, is the gardener, and uh, immediately says, and, and the gardener comes into the garden to do two things, to inspect and what's he looking for? What is the gardener looking for when he comes in? He's looking for fruit. Fruit. <laughs> and if he doesn't find fruit on a branch, what does he do? He cuts it off. And if he does find fruit, what's he do? He prunes it. Another way of putting it. The one he cuts off, the other he cuts down. Meaning, he, uh, he reshapes it. Uh, and it's all, uh, the key is, what's happening with the fruit? Is it there? If it's not, the branch is gone. It is there? All right, we're gonna prune it. Why? Because, and, and any of you who are gardeners, uh, you know this, I, I learned this a long time ago in growing, uh, in growing uh, tomatoes that uh, that there are things called suckers 
And, and what those suckers do, well, they, they look nice, they're, they're green, and they actually make the, the, the uh, tomato plant look pretty full and healthy and stuff. Uh, but it doesn't do a thing for the fruit. Not a thing. And so you get rid of those suckers. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and so, so here he's got, and he is, he is the gardener, and he's looking at, at what, uh, what people are doing who are attached to his son, the vine, we branches, and either we are or we aren't producing fruit. And uh, if we're not, you know, he, he just, he just uh, you know, basically cuts the line and says, let's move on. Um, but as, as, we, as we look at that, then if you, you know, <laughs> uh, you have to ask, then what's the fruit? What is the fruit? And, and it's, it's important. Why is it important? Because Jesus says later on, this is to my Father's glory. This is what makes people stand up and notice that God is present. God is glorified when this happens. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And so, so we begin to look at this and we go, well, what's the fruit? And, uh, and, 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 and we, uh, let me be honest with you, when we say loving people, making disciples, we are talking about the, 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 the fruit that is born from those who are living, speaking, and taking actions consistent with the, with the character of Jesus Christ in our lives. How do I know that love is the primary fruit that, uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, God is looking for in his people? Well, I'll just go to... Um, uh, uh, Verse 12, and, and Jesus is speaking to the disciples then and to us today, and he says, this is my command. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Uh, and and the, other, the second time he says, this is my command, he says, at the very end of what we read today, it's not the end of what he spoke, but this is the end of, of this passage. This is my command, love each other. Other. And so, so there's this awareness that, that uh, the, the glory of God, you know, coming back to, to what we were seeing, show us your glory. We were seeing that. How are we going to have God show us his glory? What we're going to find out is that when we're asking God to show us his glory, we're asking God to shine through us and allow the love of God to be so strong and present in his people, that other people stand up and take notice. So when we sing, and my prayer is, every time we sing that song, you're going to go, oh, this is the opportunity for God to shine through me as I love others. So, so uh, you know, uh, on a practical basis, what does that mean? And uh, I, was, I was looking at a, a survey uh, that was one of those pop-up things, and I'm going, I'm curious, I, I was already thinking about uh, trans, uh, loving people, I mean, that's, that's been in my mind, is loving people, and so this comes up, the four things that make practically everyone feel loved, 
according to a new survey. And there are four things. As you listen to this, I want you to ask the question, well, could I do that? All right? Could I do that to help someone else feel loved? Okay. When someone shows compassion toward them in difficult times, that person feels loved. So that's a, can, can I show compassion to someone in a difficult time? The second one is when a child snuggles up to them. And I'm going, uh, my, my childhood days are long behind me, so I'm out on that one. Although I, I find that snuggles still are pretty nice when Ellen snuggles up to me and she's not even a child. <laughs> when their pets are happy to see them. Uh, you know, I love it when my dog comes, you know, greets me at, at, the, at the door. You know, Penny uh, throws her whole body into that greeting and it, it does make me feel special. Uh, and honestly, when she doesn't come to the door, I'm going, what did I do? Uh, but here's the other thing. You know, it's not just our, our, our pets, uh, when our pets are happy to see us. There's something about when I see your face and your face lights up in my presence that tells me you're happy to see me. And that's one of the things that I can do. I can say, I can, I can genuinely be thrilled to see you. And that will say to you, you are loved. And then the, the last one is simply when someone tells them, I love you. And, uh, and, and of course, there, there are other ways to, uh, to, to say I love you. And, and for anyone who's read the book, uh, was it five, uh, the five love languages? Uh, I'm not even going to go into that, but, but it, it's just saying there are more ways to express love than simply the words. But the words are aw awfully nice. Um, and so when we're talking about the fruit, bearing fruit, it, it means even from, a, from the perspective of a survey on, on, a, on the Internet that we have an understanding of what love looks like. And when love starts showing up, Lives are changed. And, and the other thing is, when love starts showing up, we want to be a part of that. So it, it, it becomes, you know, the very first thing of, of, of what we say, because we're, we're moving toward making disciples. But if we don't love one another, nobody's life is going to be changed. And nobody's going to want to follow Jesus. I mean, if following Jesus is like that person, I don't want any of Jesus. And so uh, we know that, that love is the, is the fruit that God is looking for in his people. And then, uh, you know, how does that happen? And, uh, and Jesus uses a, you know, a, a word, uh, uh, and, and I looked at several translations uh, where he says, abide in me. And he says this over and over again. Abide in me, abide in my love, abide in, in, in God's word, or remain in, uh, 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 you know, any number of ways. And uh, like I said, uh, these banners 
will remain in here. And, uh, and this is their home. Even when we, in a few weeks, uh, uh, move over and back into the main building and the worship center, and by the way, our plan is, uh, is February 21st, if all things are in place, to have an 8.30 service and an 11 o'clock service. It's okay if you clap. Now if you want to do it and you really mean it, go ahead and clap. These are not temporary. These belong here. And, and when we talk about, when Jesus says remain in me, it, it, is a, it is a sense of, I belong here. I, 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 this is where my home is. My home is with Jesus and Jesus with me. And, and in that environment, there is, a, there is a, the, the byproduct of that when I am remain in Jesus, I, uh, I actually am like plugging into the source of love. Uh, he is pumping something in me, and that something that he's uh, pumping in me is the divine love of God. Um, I like the way that um, J.B. Phillips uh, puts it in his version. It is the person who shares my life. This is Jesus speaking. It is the person who shares my life and whose life I share who proves fruitful. For the plain fact is that apart from me, you can do nothing at all. From, apart from me, you can do nothing at all. And that's certainly true. We can say these words over and over again, but if we are apart, away from Jesus, none of this will happen. This will only happen when we are, we are convinced that the place to be is remaining in Him. Allowing His life to shape uh, our, our decisions. And so with that in mind, I wanna, I, I wanna say that as I thought about it, there are two places I specifically want to, to uh, let's say, practice love, uh, to, to do love over and over again. And, uh, and, and, and the two places, one of them is, and this should be obvious for any of us, the one place you should demonstrate the love of God is at home. And, uh, and that's the one place that I, I, I want uh, to be very clear and practice uh, giving my life away over and over to those who, are, who, who share life with me on a daily basis. Uh, but the other place, I've been thinking about it, the other place is, is in staff. You know, not just to do the business of the church or prepare for worship, but uh, I've, and, and I'm going to say, I have done at times a very poor job of this. Uh, whether it's as a pastor or, uh, you know, uh, the, the leading uh, staff. And, and, and as I think about that, I think about some of you and what you've done in my life. You have taught me how to love better. You have done things that have, have said, Tom, you are much appreciated, much loved here. And I am learning and continuing to learn from you. 
But on the other hand, I uh, want to be intentional about how I love, and a great place to practice is home, and then with the people I work with on, on a, a regular basis. And so those are the two places that I want to ask this question. What would love do today as I, as I meet with my worship team? What would love do today as I meet with my staff? Be more specific. What would love do today before I leave this building? What would love do to do would do what would love do today when I get home? And I'm not gonna go through all the places where we can ask that question, but I'm gonna invite you to to start. I, I invite you to ask that question. In the morning when you get up, what would love do today through my life? And again, I want to remind you that I'm uh, every now and then do this. In fact, let's do it one more time. When we are, when we are inviting people to, to connect with Jesus, what we're doing is helping them to know Jesus, Love Jesus, serve Jesus. That's why I say week in and week out to live, to love, to laugh. It is all Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.